0: It could or it couldn't. A or B. Will it or won't it? Maybe it will. Maybe it won't. What the heck does pizza, signing on the dotted line, and blazingly fast motorcycles have in common all things we could or could not be grateful for? That's next on this episode of the Gratitude Journal Podcast. This is is the Gratitude Journal Podcast. If you happen to hear any kind of pounding in the background, that's probably Donna finishing up the arc that we've been building because it has pretty much rained uh, pretty much every day for the last three days. In buckets sometimes, in little drizzles and others. At any rate, it's a pretty crappy day. Weather-wise here in Northeast Ohio, is yours truly, Matthew, awaits to ascend the basement lair to get behind the lawnmower because the lawn really needs it. It's really green, and it's really thick, and it's really long, and that's what happens when you have several days of uh, fairly intense rain, maybe not in all parts of our area, but certainly here at the uh, domicile that uh, houses the Gratitude Journal podcast, the podcast designed or me to dig deep to try to show you some of the ways that I've been trying to find gratitude so maybe you in turn can find the gratitude in your own life and then pass it on. You know, one big daisy chain, one big domino theory where we all just kind of find things to be grateful for. It was on Memorial Day Monday, this is Thursday, it was on Memorial Day Monday that we sat outside in the deck of our niece, uh, Lisa's house. And it was amazingly nice. I mean, really a picture perfect day. It had a little bit of coolness to it because they have a pool. I don't swim. I drown. Uh, But others were going out to do swimming and they were kind of hesitant because, you know, they had the towels draped over them like, yeah, it's warm, but it's not really that warm. And once I get in the water, you know, I might be cold. It was that kind of thing. And then as the day moved on, A number of people jumped in the pool, and it was just great to sit back amongst people and without masks on, and socially distancing, but without masks on, enjoy a picture-perfect day. The two other days of the Memorial Day weekend were really not picture-perfect. In fact, they were sort of not very good, but uh, Monday was blazingly nice And so much so that yours truly put on no sunscreen. And I went home that night and was jumping in the shower and the water was hitting the top of my thighs and I screamed out in agony. And then I looked down and I had these large sunburn marks on the tops of my thighs. Nowhere else, really. Not even really my neck. It was just those particular spaces. So it was the first sunburn of the year. It was a beautiful day and we were all grateful, very grateful to be able to hang out and enjoy a couple of hours of Memorial Day goodness. And of course, coming back from the various parades that some went to to honor those who have fallen in the service of our country, Uh, my wife and I usually venture out to a cemetery every Memorial Day Monday to visit her father's grave who was uh, an army soldier. And uh, that is our way of honoring those who have given it all. For the benefit of us, and for that, we are very, very grateful. It was back in 1999 when I was on the search for a job, and I was on the hunt for a position at a radio station where I could craft commercials and write commercials and other promos and imaging pieces to be used on the air at a radio station. Back when radio stations actually hired people and I had been working for a group of stations in Cleveland and it looked like the number of stations housed at various locations around the city were going to combine their resources and they were going to move into a singular building And that would require eliminating some positions. And I was told, sort of through the grapevine, that because I had joined the crew there in Cleveland, really a dream of mine to work in Cleveland, I was told, kind of through the grapevine, that I might want to start looking for something. And unlike what it is today in 2021 it was a situation then where radio positions were fairly plentiful. And so I began to look. And since there wasn't anything available to me in my specialty, in my area, I again began to look outside of the area, which meant moving. And one of the radio stations that I had interest from was an ESPN station in Chicago. And this was very big for me because I had never worked in a market that large before. I'd worked in Washington, D.C. several years prior to that, but I really had worked as an on-air talent and not within the field of specialty where I was interested, which was really working in spoken word formats like news talk and sports. And so I had some interest from the ESPN station in Chicago. And, you know, what sometimes happens, I'm sure maybe this has happened with you, When it rains, it pours. So you can go long periods of drought where even in this business, trying to scarf up new business and to find new clientele to work with and work for, there seems to be long periods of time where nothing new comes on the horizon. And then all of a sudden, in small little droplets, there have been situations where a number of things come to be all at one time. And then you have to pick and choose your battles, right? And this was one of those situations. It seemed like everything I was sending out was garnering interest. And this was a very huge deal for me. So somebody had recommended me to the folks in Chicago. And while I was preparing for this interview and flying to Chicago, I got another phone call from a group of stations in Washington, D.C. again. And so they were asking me about my role at the stations in Cleveland, and they were very interested in bringing me on board to interview. And so I did. I went to an interview in Washington, D.C., and I liked these uh, folks immensely. And it was good to be back in an area where years before it had tested My metal because I really had never been away before. And it was very challenging for me on a personal level. So I was interested to see how much I could change and how much it had changed. And really in the span of a couple of years, the situation in D.C. traffic-wise had changed. The situation money-wise had changed. The situation population-wise had changed. Really in that short amount of time, D.C. was exploding But the station was exciting. They had the Washington Capitals, and there would be a lot of opportunities to do some interesting work. And I really enjoyed the people with whom I interviewed. Several days later, I was flying out to Chicago for that interview. So the people in Washington, D.C. were like, well, you know, you don't want to go to Chicago. I mean, you don't want to stay here. And I said, well, you know, I already told them I was going to talk to them. So I think I owe it to myself to do that. And they understood, and that was fine. And so I got picked up at the airport and the person in Chicago, the program director who was driving me back to the radio station, was kind of getting a sense, kind of getting a gist of who I was and what I liked. And I mentioned to him that I was a huge fan of baseball. And he said, "Oh, that's no problem. Uh, you know, we'll get you tickets to anything you want. We have the Chicago White Sox, and you can go to any game you want. And when the Cleveland Indians come into town, we'll get you, you know, box seats. You can go, you know, on the field. We can do whatever you want." I said, "Oh, good. That's that's very, wow. That's cool. That's great. Uh, you know, it might be nice to maybe even see the Cubs while I'm here too. Well, I'll get you whatever Cubs tickets you want. Anything you want, you got it." And so I was in the interview uh, in Chicago, and when that interview was over the program director who was kind of busy that day, asked me to hang out with somebody else and just kind of get a lay of the land until I had to go out to the airport. And so as I was in the interview, my phone was ringing and I couldn't really answer it because I was in another studio with this person who was showing me some things after the Chicago interview. And it was the Washington DC people. And they were leaving messages on my phone and they were saying, hey, I just checked the weather it looks like it's 39 degrees in Chicago. Here's something you might want to know. It's 70 degrees here. In fact, we're going to be going out and playing golf later. Just wanted to let you know, before you choose cold, frigid Chicago, uh, you might want to look towards breezy, mild Washington, D.C. in your quest. And I put the phone in my pocket and I finished my Dealings with the person with whom I was going to spend time with. And they sent a cab to the station to take me to the airport. And as I was sitting in the cab, I was riding to the airport and I was looking around at the, you know, the tall buildings of Michigan Avenue and really just soaking up the ambiance and thinking to myself, you know what? This is a great time to be alive. This is a great time to be alive. It's a great time to be wanted. To be appreciated. The fact that not only just a potential employer was looking to bring me on board, but two potential employers, in a sense, kind of fighting it out over me. And not just relatively small radio stations, we're talking about large scale radio stations in top 10 markets. And I looked out over the horizon as the airport came into view.
1: And I thought to myself, I love being appreciated. And I think about that day a lot because it
0: seems like the fortunes that I experience have turned in the opposite direction that I feel very little appreciation from the people who make up my client list. And this is not really their fault per se, because I think it's just the lay of the land these days in my chosen vocation. And I remember saying to somebody the other day, you know, it would be nice to be a part of groups That appreciated you and that regarded you as an essential part of their world. And I mentioned that to this friend because I was in the process, since we are kind of emerging from COVID, I was in the process of raising some rates, some rates that probably should have been raised years ago, certainly, rates that should have been raised at the beginning of the year. And I opted not to raise those rates. Partly do, in fact, because of the COVID dilemma.
1: And so I think to myself, that was then and this is now. And I wonder if that
0: sense of being appreciated will ever come back in my working life. Will it ever make an appearance again in my career? And although I don't have the answer to that per se,
1: It does make me grateful for those times when people did appreciate what I could
0: contribute and what I could do. And not that all of those instances necessarily revolved around people competing over my services because I never really regarded myself as the best at anything, but it certainly was nice to know that your work was appreciated to the extent that somebody would actually fight over you. And I wonder if that will ever happen again. If it doesn't happen again, I do think there will be a tinge of sadness and I'm prepared for it not to happen again. But it makes me even more grateful and it gives me the ability to express even that much more gratitude for those who have appreciated the work that I've done in my working life, as far as my career, and for them to show that appreciation. Will it happen ever again? Hard to say. I don't know. Growing up as a child and as a teenager, it didn't take me long to realize that I love to eat. I always have struggled with weight. Even as a child, certainly as a teenager, into my middle years, and to this day, I struggle with it. It's just a byproduct, I guess, of who I am. Now, there are some who have a metabolism that allows them to overcome this. I just really never have attained that, even though weight and the struggle with weight has been such throughout most of my life. It did not deter me, though, from realizing that food was kind of important to me. And the one food that really seemed to stand out over any other food is pizza. I love pizza. I kind of live for pizza. Pizza was pretty much the food that I gravitated towards early on. And while I've had the experience as a child and certainly as an adult to experience many kinds of pizza, in my world, there is only one pizza that signifies everything that pizza is supposed to stand for, and that is the pizza oven in Canton, Ohio pizza from the pizza oven to me is the epitome of pizza. It is pizza by which all pizzas are judged. Pizza that is meant to be consumed in times of celebration, in times of peril, in times of depression, in times of utter giddiness, in times of, who knows, being able to be jostled between Chicago and Washington, D.C. as people fight over you. Certainly that necessitates a celebration of eating pizza. And the great thing about pizza oven pizza, at least as far as I know, at least as far as my taste buds are able to detect, that the recipe used to this day with pizza at the pizza oven, regardless of the location around Stark County, that Recipe is unchanged, at least to my taste buds. So when I bite into a pizza oven pizza, I, one, am grateful for the fact that I have taste buds and two, the fact that I love pizza. And what it reminds me of is so many things, almost like a flood of memories that bounce onto my brainstem. And they just bring back almost instantaneously the things that made up my youth going to football games, high school football games on Friday night and coming home and eating pizza oven pizza, sitting in front of Houlihan and Big Chuck and watching this local movie show on Friday nights that played scary movies and then did skits, funny skits that were all produced locally in Cleveland and to eat double cheese and sausage pizza from the pizza oven, going to a Little League game and then winning and having your coach, in addition to having ice cream at Patrick's, to have pizza oven pieces, the beautiful, luscious, wondrous square box with the square pieces that you could bite into and the succulence of the sauce, the tanginess of the sauce, the amazing dexterity of the cheese as it melted perfectly across each square, just dissolved in your mouth and filled. Your body with utter bliss. These are the things that I'm reminded of. Sitting in the basement with my friend David Reddy, consuming Slices of pizza oven pizza, talking about our dreams, listening to Bruce Springsteen, riding home with a small pizza oven pizza because I got rejected from a job so that I would sit at the table and consume it myself with a couple of beers. Donna and I, who really isn't a fan of pizza oven pizza, but she'll eat it because she knows of my sheer love for it. Taking one home and sitting in front of a movie and having all of those feelings wash over me again. And it really wasn't until a couple of years ago that I discovered that pizza and my metabolism just don't work. Digestion-wise, pizza is not good for me. Weight gain-wise, pizza is not good for me. I really don't need pizza, and pizza doesn't need me. Me and pizza don't get along. It just doesn't agree with my stomach. There's just something about pizza within the last decade or so that just hasn't messed well with me. And this has been a large degree of sadness for me. And so I sometimes wonder, will I or won't I? Will I ever experience the joy of pizza oven pizza again without feeling dramatically worse health wise? And last week when we went to my sister's wedding, I was standing outside with my brother Patrick And Patrick also was a fan of pizza oven pizza. And we were talking about the fact that we were cooped up and now we were able to maybe stretch our wings again and go out. And he said, you know, I'm going to have to come up to your house. It's been a long time since I've come up. And I said, hey, yeah, come on up anytime. You know, I mean, you know, if I'm not working in the basement lair, I'm around. And he said, you know what I'm going to do? I'm going to bring a pizza oven pizza. And I said, oh, no, really? You know, I, I don't haven't been eating pizza like it doesn't agree with me. He goes, "Well, it's pizza oven. I said, I know it's just pizza in general. What do you mean pizza in general? What other kind of pizza have you had? I said, not, none really. I don't eat other pizza. I try not to eat other pizza. I mean, I've had other pizza like Giannino's or Leonardo's, but in you know, Luigi's, which is famous here in Akron, but it's not pizza oven. And he said, listen, I'm going to come up. I'm going to bring a pizza oven pizza and we're going to have pizza oven pizza. So my goal is to not feel ill after eating pizza oven pizza, but I'm grateful for all the times that I did get to eat pizza oven pizza because I know once he brings it up and that sauce rolls across my taste buds, it's going to bring back an enormous flood of memories. And I don't know that I'll ever be able to eat pizza again because of my digestive makeup, but I'm grateful, one, because the pizza oven still exists. And really, just to drive into one of their parking lots and just walk in and inhale might be enough. It certainly wouldn't make me ill. I know that it would make me almost in a catatonic state because of all of the rush of memories that it would bring back. But two, to know that I had this morsel of food, and I know we connect food to events. This particular morsel of food that I grew up with stands so tall in constructing that which brought me through all of the different life periods of my world can we attribute something so magnanimous to pizza yes 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 especially when it comes to pizza oven pizza and for it i am grateful I have a very tough decision coming up and I walk past the decision just about every time I go out to the car. We have a little room that connects the, uh, I guess, the west part of our basement to the entrance to our garage. And at that entrance point is a rack. And on that rack are a number of winter clothes and coats. And on the left side of that rack is all of the motorcycle gear that I have to my name. It includes a number of jackets. It includes my helmets and my gloves and my talking slash music listening system that attaches to the side of my helmet and connects to the Bluetooth of my phone. And my boots, my worn boots. Literally, aside from a couple of t-shirts that I have in a drawer upstairs, Everything that says Triumph on it or anything motorcycle-connected is there on that rack. And I know that since injuring my shoulder in a bicycle accident in 2017, it's been relatively tough for me to ride a motorcycle, mainly because in order to pay for the surgery connected, the unsuccessful surgeries connected to my bicycle accident, I had to sell my beloved Triumph Tiger 800. And so that was the last motorcycle that I've owned. And so I have been motorcycleless and also I have been motorcycle paymentless, which also feels pretty good. But at the time of selling my beloved Tiger 800, that motorcycle was paid off. But I bring that up because our world lately has not included this. And The joy, the utter bliss that I experienced for the most part. You can always have bad writing days, I suppose, although someone at a gas station once told me there are no bad writing days, there are only good writing days. Some good writing days are better than others. And I guess that's a better way of putting it. But due to The situation that we have been confronting and the need for me to be around, I have been very hesitant to look into acquiring another part time motorbike. Mainly because if something happens to me, I want to make sure that my beloved is taken care of. And as anybody who rides a motorcycle will tell you, the risk is very high the reward can be very, very great. And this is the problem in riding a motorcycle. So I have been struggling lately with the fact that is it possible that I may never ride a motorcycle again? And sometimes when I'm laying in bed at night, I'm trying to go to sleep. I wiggle my left foot as if I were activating the gear shift and my left hand squeezes the lever in anticipation of shifting gears and my right hand of course you know moves in that throttle position and I can feel the bike leaning into a curve and coming out of a curve and going up a hill and I can sense my brain going into overdrive in anticipation of what might be above that hill and I can see the landscape Broadening out in front of me, that sense of peace and tranquility. When you gaze from left to right, you're fairly certain a deer is not going to run out in front of you, at least at that particular time. And
1: it seems like everything is right with the world. Like there is no bad. The hum of the engine gurgles underneath you.
0: And with earplugs in, There's certain audio frequencies that are diminished and certain that are accentuated.
1: And it produces a kind of a rumble. And it's almost sexual in nature. And as cars are flying past you,
0: you begin to experience both danger
1: and tranquility. And both of them mesh together at the same time. And this is what makes motorcycling so amazing. And I wonder if I'll ever experience that again. And so I sense almost uncountable levels of gratitude. One, that unlike so many people that I know, I was never involved in an accident,
0: which meant I didn't lose my life. And two, that I was able, even though it was late in life, to experience the thrill of being on two wheels, the thrill of being unencumbered by steel surrounding you, the thrill of gearing up as properly as you can to do battle with the elements because rain is way different in a car than it is on a bike stones pebbles gathering in the corner of an intersection are way different in a car than they are on a bike the white lines painted at an intersection when it rains are much more slippery on a bike than they are in a car and the joy, the utter glee of dropping your left hand down to the road and waving to a fellow motorcyclist who is coming in the opposite direction and who does the same for you. There is a camaraderie there, the camaraderie of danger, (laughs) that
1: really is not connected to any other facet, at least of my life. And so this joy that is received, this
0: gratitude that I feel for having had the opportunity to experience this, I wonder if I will experience it again. It certainly is a it could, or it could not.
1: a situation. But for all those lonely rides in the flatlands of. Trumbull County, for all those wonderful rides in the curves and the sweeping vistas south of Athens, Ohio. The
0: danger of being lost in some small town in Pennsylvania, and the thrill of finding your way again when you recognize a landmark because you don't have a map in your hand. Those things I'm eternally grateful for. In fact, I remember stopping at a parking lot, a parking lot I used to stop in on the way home. And I would walk into a store and I would get a bag of barbecued potato chips. And I would come back out and I would set my helmet on the ground, never on the seat, because I've seen people set them on the seat and they fall and they break and then they curse themselves for setting it on the seat. And I would stand there after a ride and I would drink water and I would have my barbecued potato chips.
1: And I would look out as the cars passed, and I would think, I can't imagine spending a
0: beautiful day, aside from sitting next to my wife in a park, I can't imagine spending a day in any other way.
1: And why, why, why did I discover the thrill of this hobby at such a late time in my life?
0: And I think about that now and I ponder a sense of gratitude that maybe some person texting on their phone pulling a left in front of me may have ended my motorcycling career early on. Maybe I would have hit a patch of manure riding on the roads down in Amish country and perhaps my bike may have swerved out of control and I may have been injured maybe catastrophically earlier in my life. I don't know. But I'm grateful for having had the opportunity to ride. I'll be even more grateful if I have the opportunity to do it again, but I don't know that. And it's a decision that has to be made relatively shortly. Right now, I'll be grateful to get rid of the pain in my left knee. I mentioned it, I think, in the last podcast that I believe I may have injured it doing my regular workout, but I, for the life of me, can't recall a particular instance where I actually injured it. All I know is that it's getting far worse. And my workout yesterday wasn't so much a workout as it was a sort of a pantomime of a workout. It was it was a shadow of a workout. Because it's really hard to jump when your left knee doesn't work. And it's really hard to move from side to side, left to right, when your knee doesn't really work. So we'll know next week when I go to visit uh, the doctor who actually did my shoulder surgery. And we'll find out whether it's cast time or surgery time or something time. But it would be amazing to not have something seriously wrong with it. And for that, I will be very, very grateful updates forthcoming. And before I go, I would be remiss if I didn't mention that my lovely bride has a new website. It's been my goal over the past year and a half, certainly during COVID, but I would say over the past year and a half or more to photograph her work and to categorize it in some way and to put it into uh, a website format that others could enjoy it and hopefully buy it so that has been completed. Uh, there are still some work to do on the site. There's other art pieces to categorize and name and to get up on the site, but it is up and available, and I'd love for you to check it out. If you are a fan of art, if you are a person who appreciates art, if you are a person who appreciates art to the extent where you actually purchase art, that would be great if you would check it out. It is DonnaCreative.com. That's www donna d o n n a c r e a t i v e dot com donna dot com check it out and uh, let me or her know what you think. and if you are so inclined, we would love to ship you a piece of her original art. so check it out when you have the time. until then, here's hoping that you had uh, an enjoyable and healthy holiday weekend if you're in the United States. If you aren't in the United States, here's hoping you had an enjoyable and healthy weekend anyway, and that the upcoming weekend will be the same. And as always, I thank you for downloading and listening to another episode of this, The Gratitude Journal Podcast.